Welcome to the Joe Schmo Theology Podcast, where we discuss confessions. I ain't confessing nothing! Reformed theology. I don't know what either of those words mean. And apologetics. I am not apologizing for anything either. I am your host, Adam D. Murray, and joined with me today on this program is my brother, Aaron D. Murray. What's up, y'all? This is episode 14 of Joe Schmo Theology, the podcast where two dummies talk about smart things. I am your host, Aaron. And I'm Adam. And we're the Joe Schmo Bros. The Joe Schmo Theologio Bros. Joe Schmo Bros. I guess that works, but that doesn't flow as well as Joe Schmo Bros. Joe Schmo Bros. Yeah. You like it? It's better than Presbyterians. It's on par with (laughs) Presbyterians. I think Presbyterians, I would have much greater joy in my heart if I could say we were the Presbyterians. Presbyterians. Yes. It's never going to happen. So wait, wait for it. You know, you're going to have a baby. I'm like, oh, man. I have to take this. this I have to this wait whole, until this whole Bible thing seriously. Oh, with the Bible. Ooh, oh Bible yeah, right, throwing cool, some cool. shade. Ooh, ooh, it's cool. 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 I love it. What's up? Yeah, uh, literally nothing is new. Nothing is. New. Uh, what have we done? I can't remember anything that's happened in the past week. It's been that good of a week, huh? <laughs> I guess. I guess. Well, you don't want to hear anything about work, so I won't say anything about work. No. Um. I don't know. Christmas is coming up. Who cares about Christmas? So I'm heading up to Michigan with Hannah to see her family. We're gonna do like 17 days of Christmas. It's gonna be nuts. Gross. And uh, I'm, dude, I'm already looking forward to Christmas being over. I cannot wait. Yeah, for Christmas and then to be over. as soon as Christmas is over, you're gonna immediately be looking forward to Christmas 2018 being nope. over. Nope. That's ex- well, yes, yeah. yes, I will be. I'll be dreading it. You're just never happy. 64 days. Never pleased. What's your deal no. with Christmas, man? Why do you I, hate it? I think it's just obnoxious. Like, I know people are like, oh, you go, you're a reformed Presbyterian, so you're gonna be like, it's against regular principle. Uh, maybe only if it's on if, the Sabbath. If right? you're if you're like using it to worship, um, but false. Well, that is a in the cultural <laughs> misrepresentation. Sense, like, here's the thing. Here, the here's principle. the thing. Here's the thing. The the name Christmas. It's like a very much a Catholic thing. No, no, no. It's more Christ. It's Moss. No, it, no, it's not. It's, it's in it's, Spanish. It's, no. <laughs> more Christ. That's not it. That's not true. That's not true. So, I'm not. I'm not here to poop on Christmas, man. I'm really not. Like people want people stop. Mr. Grin. Stop singing. <laughs> Although I have to say, I actually do love the Grinch. Movie. I do too. <laughs> I really not do. not the Jim the Carrey Grinch, one. The, the, the original like the cartoon. MVP. Yeah, I don't know. Jim Carrey is pretty good too. I never saw it. It looked. I've really only seen bits weird. and pieces of it yeah. actually, but like every part that I've seen, I was like, that was kind of funny. But oh. uh, Jim Carrey's a funny guy. Yeah. I just think it's an annoying holiday, that's all. That's cool. I think the music's annoying, I think the decorations are annoying, I think the people get superficial, I just, I think it's all annoying. Huh. But hey, if people like it, that's their thing. I'm pro-Christmas. My wife loves it, so I do it. I'm, I'm into Christmas. I bust out that Michael Buble Christmas album. And well, I also don't like Michael Buble. Well, that so. just makes you a sinner. It's great, man. And uh, the only problem I have with Christmas is Santa. What's your deal with Santa? I have many deals with Santa. You you deal with Santa. Yeah, uh, he's your dealer. He, right, Santa's might your as well be. The dude is terrible. So here's my deal with Santa. First of all, like, no, <laughs> it's just not even possible. Logistically, we have issues. So whoever came up with that whole theory, problems, major problems. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Let's see, where else should I go with Santa? Oh, let's not lie to our kids. That's uh-huh. always a good thing to not do. Did I tell you about the street preacher? Yeah. Okay, I have to tell again because it's I have to tell bad. I have to tell the audience here. So street preaching is not for everyone. I am I am pro street preaching. I think it's a good thing. I've done it myself every now and then. Not often. I think it's a good thing. Not everyone should do it. So this pastor goes to this mall in Alabama and he's doing a Facebook live video. And he's, he's like, so I'm about to go, and I'm about to tell all these kids about Jesus. It's like, okay. So he sh- turns the video, and it's in the mall, and it's one of those, uh, like, get your picture taken with Santa. So there's these kids in this line, and it's got, like, the North Pole and reindeer and just all this obnoxious stuff. And so he gets on a loudspeaker, and he goes, kids, I am here to tell you that Santa isn't real. Oh, God. Christmas is about Jesus. <laughs> And your parents are lying to you. <laughs> that is a great so, like, way to make disciples right uh, there. Dude, immediately man. like five or six dads came out like, you need to get out of here, man. That is crazy. You need to get out of here. And he's like, I'm suffering for Jesus. It's like, no, you're suffering because you're a moron. Right. Seriously. But, Seriously. Wow. All right. So back to Santa and uh, the yep. problems, uh-huh. Tell the problems that I have. Yep. So yeah, don't lie to your kids. That's, that's step one. But you're also, as a parent, which I'm not, but as a parent... <laughs> You're helping your kids discern truth from error, mm-hmm. right? And I have a real problem with, on one hand, you teaching them about the incarnation and like how that led to the resurrection of Christ and all these different things. And then on the other hand, you're telling them that there's this fat, creepy dude that spies on you and then comes down your chimney and gives you presents or coal, one or the other. So that's my second problem. It's kind of moralistic, isn't it? That was my third problem. Oh, here you go. I want, <laughs> I want my kids, when I have kids eventually, to know that presents come from their daddy and their mother because we love them. And it's not based on their performance. It's not based on their failures or their successes. It's purely based on my love for them, which I think is a beautiful picture of the gospel rather than this workspace mentality, which there's something about, to be said about like getting your kids to vacuum and stuff, but they should just do that because they love you and they're obedient children. They should just do that because they love you and you clearly are not a parent. <laughs> oh, I'm not. No, you're right. But they should. You they, know? I mean, it yeah. shouldn't be because they want this like NSA agent to be coming down their chimney and what's wrong with the NSA Adam oh I have issues but I'm gonna get in trouble if I say anything yeah they're listening right now I know I love you NSA you're great government so I'm gonna tell Desmond Santa's real I'm gonna get into the whole thing are you yeah yeah why not you know that's that's what Christmas is about you gotta get the whole experience cool right go for that man no yeah okay it's your kid I'm not gonna tell you how to it is my kid I'm gonna tell you how to parent your kid well if if I start although I just told you how to parent your kid um, so what are you going to say to parents who tell their kids that Santa's real? Uh, it's their prerogative. It's their prerogative? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are you going to tell, uh, parents who want to kill their kids? It's their prerogative? No. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about today, guys. We're going to talk about abortion, um, and why you shouldn't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, we're not... We're not in, by any means experts when it comes to abortion, but we are Christians. Right. So I think it's pretty fair to say that if you're a Christian, you should be against abortion. Sure. And if Absolutely. you're not, we got to talk because there's some foundational issues that, that are being missed here. Um, oftentimes, I think when the topic of abortion is brought up, especially within the political realm, it I, I listen to it and I just find it to be very shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, both arguments, like pro-life and, and pro-choice, I find them both to be shallow and, it, and both kind of make me a little sick. Um, <clears throat> what we don't want to do 
and this is what you'll hear people say is like I don't need to use the Bible to talk about abortion and it's like dude you're literally when you say that you're giving up the highest authority that you have you are now you're no longer appealing to objective revealed truth you're appealing to sinful hearts who don't understand truth Right. Well, you've given up the entire basis for morality. Right. So, it's, so at this exactly. point, your morality is no different than somebody else's morality. You, it's not better because it's defined by you rather than defined by God. So Right. Right. So I guess that can lead us into this. When we start to talk about abortion and we talk about scripture, that's our foundation. Where are we going to go to in scripture to support pro-life? Um, a couple of places come to mind off the top of my head. I mean, you have... Um, you obviously have the commandment, thou shalt not murder. Yeah, that's good. Right? It's a good place to start. So if we can all agree that murdering is a bad thing, we're heading in the right direction. Um, really what it comes down to in the argument is what is, you know, it, it, when, it, when a baby is conceived, when, it, when, a, when an egg is fertilized and that, that whole process takes place, what exactly is that? Is it a person mm-hmm. or is it a clump of cells? That type of thing. So we have the we have the command, thou shalt not murder. And uh, I don't know why I always do the commandments in, in uh, KJV, but I do. <laughs> but so, so Pop quiz, which commandment is that? Seven. Six. Six? What? You're one off, yeah. Uh-huh. Six. What? Which one did I miss? Well, you skipped uh, on your father and mother, which no, is number five. five. Yeah. And then six is thou shalt not murder. And then I believe seven is thou shalt not commit adultery. You're right. Dang it. You are right. Um, yeah, so there's a, um, there's a quote that I wanted to read from Greg Kokel. He says, If an unborn is not a human person, no justification for abortion is necessary. But then he goes on to say, um, Again, if this is true, the argument is over. No justification for abortion is necessary. However, if the unborn is a human person, then no justification for abortion is adequate. Mm-hmm. Right? So if it's not a person, abort. It's cool. If it is a person, then no amount of rationalization or justification or anything is adequate. So the next place I would go would be to Psalm 139, mm-hmm. um, which is a pretty famous you know, passage where it says, You form me in my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, in, in, uh, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me when, when as yet there was none of them. So, so David, I believe, is the one writing this psalm and gives us a picture of God's relationship even to an unborn child. Um, so that'd be the next place I would go. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, and that psalm is 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 great because the before that, you know, David is talking about how the Lord is. He knows everything. The Lord is the one who's created everything. The sure. Lord is the one who's sovereign over everything, and how the Lord is involved in everything. And then he goes on, "You are involved in creation of life. Right. Like you are the reason that life exists." And then he goes on to say, "Even in the womb, you know, there is life." Right. Right, and then you know the psalm ends with "I hate your enemies and let's kill them." Which, right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah. The imprecatories. We, we 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 hate we hate evil. I think that's a good thing to do, to say. Right. And it's fine. Well, David is also the one um, who claims to be sinful from the moment of conception, right. as well. Right. I think that's Psalm fifty-one. Psalm fifty-one. Um, so we have that. We have you know David losing his child. 
um, you know, uh, miscarried or whatever. And well, the child was born. Oh, was the child um, born? Oh, and right. I think this child survived like a week or something. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Still, should Bible better? Yeah. <laughs> it's the seventh commandment. All right. Um, What what do you got? What do you want to add to that? Well, I think everything that you said is good. Um, I would start before even the the sixth commandment is Genesis 1. Right. And I always say this all the time. Got to start in Genesis 1. And I sound like Ken Ham. Ken Ham. That's it, man. And for for the good (laughs) and the bad. Right. Um, (laughs) Those are really important, though. Absolutely. Um, But this is uh, Genesis 1 versus. uh, um, six, twenty-six. Sorry. Then God said, "Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth." So God created man in His own image, in the image of God He created him, male and female He created them. So, what we have here is God creating humanity different than he's created everything else mm-hmm. right and, and no place does he create the sea in his image and no place does he create a fish in his image or a bird or a lion or a tiger or the stars i mean these these things um, point to a creator but they are not created in his image like Absolutely. man and women are so i think what would be worth talking about is what, what do you think it means to be created in god's image excuse me yeah that's a really heavy question Oh, we don't need to get too heavy, but just, you know, just a Joe Schmo answer. A <laughs> Joe Schmo answer. Um, I think God has created us um, after him in a lot of the traits that, that we um, carry as, as humans. Um, the ability to love, um, the um, ability to, to think rationally, um, the emotions, that type of thing. I think that's all part of it. Um, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I don't know how I would describe that. It's... Um, I mean, you can jump in. It's, sure. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think I think you uh, you were right about saying what you said. I think we are created in God's image. Therefore, we are able to um, mimic, in a way, some of his attributes. Right. So you've got God's incommunicable and his communicable attributes. And the communicable attributes are the ones that we are capable of mimicking or imitating or even possessing. Things like love. Um, things like patience. Things like justice. Things like mm-hmm. goodness. Um, things like grace these are things that since we are made in god's image we are able to um i don't i don't i don't like the word replicate but you know what i mean right where we're we're able to possess yeah exactly that's much better we're able to reflect god's image back to himself right right we're also able to know um what what is good and what is bad right right and so people will say well adam and eve didn't really know what was good and bad until they ate the fruit and then they said they had knowledge of good and evil and i think they had knowledge of good and evil in an experiential sense, right? But they already had knowledge of good and evil because God said, "Don't do this, Absolutely. do this." Absolutely. So one is good and one is bad, right? There was a moral grounding there. I think there was just awareness of sin. I think when it says knowledge of good and evil, you're talking more about an awareness of their own sin. That's why they hid themselves mm-hmm. when they saw that they were naked, um, and that that's a representation of them coming to grips with their own sin right. and that exposure and vulnerability that they were feeling is why they hid. I think that's kind of what it's... Right. And I mean, another thing, this this kind of uh, ties into our abortion discussion a little bit, is that he says, you know, um, after our likeness, let's let's give them, uh, let's make them in our likeness. They have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, over every living thing. Um, and he goes on to say, um, later on, you know, you are to be fruitful and to multiply. 
Mm-hmm. So we are made in God's image and we are able to recreate life in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, by, by a male and a female coming together, life is replicated, life is created. Yeah, I mean, you can do that as a dog. You, you can, it's fair, <clears throat> but it's different in the sense that God commands, commands his creation, man and woman, to repopulate. Right, you know, to take dominion of to, the earth. To take dominion. Yeah. And I think e- even in, in this statement, you know, you have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds, the heavens, the livestock, and all these other things. You are set apart and you are distinct from every other thing. So, like, what's wrong with killing a dog versus killing a baby? Right. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't recommend either one of those. <laughs> right. But, but one is going to damn you to hell. Right. Right? The other is, you know, let's, let's say there's a rabid dog and you put him down. Like, you kill him. That's, right. that's not going to send you to hell. Right. Right. I don't right. know. No, I mean, it, it absolutely makes sense because um, we have the, the imprint of, of God's image. Um, so when you're killing a person, you're, you're not just killing a creature, you're killing an image bearer. Right. Which is the difference there. Right. Um, so I think that there's some inherent value um, to the human race that isn't necessarily there um, with, with other creatures and animals. doesn't mean that there's not value with other creatures and animals. and doesn't mean we should just treat them like trash, but... Um, it's a different relationship, right? So, right, yeah. I, I, I am not at all advocating to you know harm animals. I actually, I love animals. I'm not some, you know, hyper animal activist, but I do think we are to steward God's creation well, absolutely, and, and God honoring. So, well, t- and the thing that kills me, honestly, because since we're talking about it, is that there are so many people that um, are totally fine with abortion, pro-choice, whatever, but. God forbid that you abort a baby calf or something, right. you know, before it's born. Like that's, that's a or a puppy, right? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh, anyone who does that type of thing, I mean, that you're the worst person on earth. But yeah, go ahead and kill your your babies. That's totally fine. Right. So I don't see the, I mean, I don't see the consistency in that at yeah, all. Yeah, it's a moral atrocity to take a Absolutely. mutt to a shelter that may kill it. You know, right. in, in these people's mind, right? And I, like, I do not at all want to say that's bad. Like, I look at that and I see a compassionate heart. Right. And I see that's great, but it's a compassionate heart devoid of Jesus. Right. And when you have that, you're going to get mixed up in all kinds of things. And this is why, you know, right is left and left is right, up is down, and backwards is forwards. Right. And you have more value for an animal than you do for a person. Yeah. So I think that's good. You know, you don't want to, I, I respect that. Don't take an animal to a shelter that kills them. That's fine. But if you're inconsistent and you say it's okay to kill a baby, right? then, you know, we just have to talk about this. This is not <laughs> exactly. good. This exactly. is not good. Um, so I was thinking about, you know, Psalm 139 and how it says, you know, God's the one who knits us. We are fearfully and wonderful made and everything. Sure. And it kind of got me thinking about in vitro fertilization a little bit. Oh, like, gosh. I don't even know what that is. Do you know what is. that is? Is that like surrogate stuff? So, sort of. So it's the idea where, you know, you've got, um, to, you know, a couple Thanks. who... Who sperm just banks or whatever. sort of like a sperm bank what they do is they take the the man's sperm and the woman's egg right and they uh try and fertilize them in like a test tube type thing like sure. in a lab um so they get the embryo you know established and then they take that embryo and they put it in the woman's uterus and then so she you know goes through pregnancy and through labor and all these other things so it got me thinking about okay yeah even even you know like god has gifted us with great minds to come up with these scientific discoveries and stuff at the end of the day the lord is the one who is giving life mm-hmm. right the lord is the one who is causing these embryos to live right and i mean i would say like these embryos are 
human beings. Right. These are people. Absolutely. So it also kind of got me thinking about First Corinthians and, and the church and just how, you know, Paul's like, some follow Apollos, some follow Peter. And it's like, okay, yeah, I planted Apollos watered, but God's the one who caused the growth. Right. And I think it's the same thing with that's not a total correlation, it's but it's just, it just—it kind of—it kind of just came yeah, yeah. to my mind just now. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, just a quick note on IVF. I'm not inherently opposed to the practice, but if you're considering it, you need to know what they do with the embryos that they don't put in the woman's uterus. Is they'll either freeze them for later or they'll dispose of them, mm-hmm. and so that to me is very problematic. Um, I think that to God is very problematic. So if you do IVF good just be prepared to have multiple children at the same time hmm. i suppose so that's interesting i feel zero percent qualified to even talk about any of that well that's my two cents on it. it and i'm gonna i'm gonna leave yeah. it there yeah uh any other scripture passages that you would talk go to to talk about uh, this idea of abortion or pro-life um the one thing that i wanted to talk about is subverting god's authority mm-hmm. to give and to take away life yeah. Um, you know, J- Job makes it very clear that naked he came into the world, and naked he's going to return. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. Um, you know, and when we understand that we are made in the image of God, that we are human from conception and sinful from conception, you know, that type of thing. Um, <laughs> when we understand that, like, and we understand that murder is a complete subversion of God's authority to give life and to take it away. I think that that is real cause for alarm when you're considering abortion because you're not, you're not just taking a life. You're also taking the place of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that that's a real cause for alarm. So I don't know those, those passages from Job. Um, that's what I have for that. I don't have anything else to really contribute. Sure. So, um, <coughs> Exodus 22 verses 22 through 25 say this. So this is after the, the 10 commandments are given. And then uh, Moses is just going through some case laws. And he says, When men strive together, uh, strive is another word for fight, when men fight together and hit a pregnant woman so that her child, her, so that her children come out but there is no harm, the one who hit her shall surely be fined. As the woman's husband shall oppose on him, and he shall pay as the judgment determines. So the idea there, very quickly before going on with this passage, is there's two dudes fighting together. They get into a scuffle. Things get pretty rough. And then the one who instigated the fight ends up, you know, somehow either, you know, accidentally hitting a woman in her belly as she's pregnant or, you know, punches a guy, he falls into her or or some some accident happens where the woman is hurt. Mm -hmm. And if the baby comes out um, and there's no harm, there's still, you know, damages to be done. So there's still a fine that this man has to pay because justice has to be served. Mm -hmm. So um, that fine goes to the head of the household, which goes to the woman, you know further her and so the the text continues but if there is harm then you shall pay life for life eye for eye tooth for tooth hand for hand foot for foot burn for burn wound for wound stripe for stripe so then the idea gets a lot more serious mm-hmm. to where you know the the fight takes place and the woman gets hurt and in that you know it results in a stillbirth or a birth defect for the child then the man who instigated the fight is guilty of death if mm. that baby is dead. Yeah. You know, so he, here we have in the womb, e- even life in the womb is protected according to God's law. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, you know, and I, <clears throat> I, I believe in, um, you know, what the confession says, the general equity of the law. And I think you, know, you and I might have a little different. Some people might. I don't care because I'm right. Um, <laughs> but here's the idea is that God cares for the unborn. Yeah. Right? And so if you murder someone who's outside of the womb 
what's to happen? You lose your life. Right. If you murder someone inside of the womb, even if it's an accident, life for life. Yeah. Okay. That's one of the things I wanted to bring up about um, just some of the inconsistencies that I see in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, because on one hand, you have people talking about babies in the womb as if they're just a clump of cells right. or something like that. Yet, if a woman who is pregnant is hit by a car, you know, by a drunk driver or something, that person's going to be charged with a double homicide. Right. Right. So we're acknowledging that 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 baby in the womb is a person, right? And we're charging them as such, mm-hmm. right? You also have, you know, instances where like the media will get on and start talking about like, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's just clump cells, whatever. But then as soon as, you know, anyone um, even remotely famous has a baby, then it's all of a sudden yes. like they're a mother. Yes. Like this is, they're going to have a great kids. Like for instance, uh, a couple years ago, um, like what is it, the Prince of England or whatever, and his wife, they had their kid, know. you know, they were, they were pregnant and all of a sudden it was, the media was talking about like, oh, what a great like future thrown to the air and this kid's going to be great and all that stuff. Um, They're just speaking it as it's a person. Right, yes. exactly. Like Beyonce yes. had twins or whatever and like yes. all of a sudden it was like, these are great kids, she's going to be a great mom, Bay is queen, what a, you know, like right. that kind of thing. Well, like, even, I don't understand. Even, I don't even know her name, but she played in House. She was like the co-actress or whatever. I haven't either. Um, but she's pregnant right now, and I guess she's on the cusp of, um, you know, delivering. This may have been an older video, but she basically says, you know, I'm I'm pregnant, and I'm pro-choice. You know, as if, like, I I have a baby inside of me so I can speak on the issue. Right. And I think it's exactly. just gross. It's like, right. dude, are you kidding me? Right. As, as you are literally about to deliver a baby, you're saying it's okay for you to kill that baby if you wanted to. Right. Really? Exactly. I don't... I don't understand that. I, there's cognitive dissonance, I think. I think so. Well. Um, and then you, you mentioned, you know, this like, someone got a car accident, double homicide for a pregnant woman. But did you hear about the uh, doctor who, uh, this is, I think it was in West Virginia. It's a really recent story. Nah. So Well, so was that double homicide one. That was, it, that was about a year ago okay. that I heard that. Well, this was like a couple weeks ago, if oh, not wow. like within the last week. But basically, so this doctor started dating this girl, um, you know, and they fornicated and she got pregnant. Right, mm-hmm. so the doctor's like, I don't want to deal with this. Let's abort. She says, No, I don't want to. So she's 17 weeks pregnant. So they're still dating and everything. And so what he does is he gets an abortion pill, grinds it up, and sticks it in her drink while they're out drinking. Wow. So and she drinks it, and then she notices like the sludge of the pill on, on the bottom of her cup. Yeah. And so she's like, What is this? What did you do? And she looks over at him, and he starts bawling and starts crying. He's like, I'm a horrible person. I'm so sorry. She's like, What did you do? And so he tells him everything. So now this guy is is on trial, or I think he goes in trial in March um, for fetal homicide. Wow. And it's like, so it, that's awful, right? I want to say that's awful. My heart goes out to that woman, and it even goes out to that man. You know, that man needs Absolutely. Jesus. But it's, it's, it's kind of like, so if the man makes the choice, then it's murder. But if the woman makes the choice, well, it's not. So I, I, yeah, you know I mean, what I there's mean? a lot. There's a lot of talk going on about like, um, like it's we get to determine whether or not it's a human, right? Right. I mean, that's that's essentially the the propaganda that's being spread right now. It's like, well, if we decide that we want to keep it, then the baby has a future. Therefore, it's a human person. Uh-huh. If we decide we don't want to keep it then it doesn't have a future therefore that makes it not a human person right. and there's no moral issue with that like that's a lot of what i'm what i'm seeing so i don't know i mean it's we can talk about that when we get to the sled argument or something like that yeah. but um 
Well, you want to take an awkward break and play a game? Sure. <laughs> Talking about I would this heavy love, topic. I would love. I don't really have a game for you, man. Oh, well, I didn't have a game last week either, really. Honestly, no game at this point is better than anything we tried to do last week. No game is better, so my game was the best? No. That's what you said, though. Oh, you said no game is better than what we did last week. Yes. So my game was the best game. Oh, shut up. <laughs> that's don't what you said. Words. Well, that's what you said. All right. Um, so I have a question for you that I asked my high school boys at my <laughs> small group on Sunday. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So don't expect much from this. Do your high school boys not expect much from you? Your, your youth group? Not really. No? Yeah, their bar's pretty low. Well, you need to raise the bar. <laughs> All right, so here's the question. If you could enlarge any creature and ride it into battle, what would it be? What if it's already a big creature? Uh, then I guess you can just ride it into battle. <laughs> is it a mythical creature or a real creature? Real creature. Has to be a real creature. Has to be a real creature. <sighs> but that opens it up. I said creature because that opens it up to mammals and okay. insects okay. and whatever. Okay, okay. Um, all right, I think I know my answer. How, how big would the, this creature be? So Like, um, like horse size, okay. rideable size, okay. something like that. Right. I'm, don't tell me yet because I have mine too. Okay. All right. And are you ready? Oh, you want to tell me what yours is? Well, in my imagination, these things are going to fight. <laughs> and we're going to determine who Oh, wins. I see. Okay. All right, all right. All right. So, now it gets a little more real now right, that you're saying that right, we're going to fight. Right, right, now right. we're riding them. Are we fighting each other? It's pretty much just our animals. I mean, okay. if it were just you and I, that wouldn't even be fair. I'd kick your butt. <laughs> oh, no, sir. Yes, sir. Dude, we tie like every time we fought. Like, yeah, every time. But you're old now. I'm like a year older than you. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know, I know. Okay, real quick, before you tell tell them what your animal is. So, I had, I had a birthday last week, and Adam pulls this classic move. Hey, I got you a gift, but I ordered it online, and it hasn't come yet. Would you like to see and the so, order date? So, yes, which is Thanksgiving. I was, like, I was like, he probably just ordered it just now. <laughs> and? Is that the end of your story? Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, what does that you, have to do with anything? You, you said age. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I'm aging, that's all. Alright, what's your creature? No, you gotta tell me yours first, you all said. Right, I'm riding an ant. An ant? Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get your bucket. <laughs> okay, alright, what's yours? What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> an ant. Alright, what do you have? <laughs> Dude, Komodo dragon. Okay. Hello. That's what people say. Hello. I've heard somebody say that. Okay, look at this. Strongest exoskeleton around can lift its own dude, weight by dude. ten times yeah, its own yeah. size. Well, we're talking its like a Komo- Komodo dragon size. now that is huge and poisonous and strong and can like use its tongue. Now, that sounds dumb. <laughs> okay, but you can lick my exoskeleton clean. <laughs> you give my shell a nice wax. Is Guys, that what's happening here? Who, who would who would win? We need comments. A freaking Komodo we dragon or an ant with ten times its own strength. Oh my gosh come on man that's adorable it's ridiculous an ant can't believe you even think you have a shot at this but how awesome would it be to ride a komodo dragon i don't know you had the same answer as joel <laughs> joel seems like a great guy yeah yeah but he lost so i had every kid i had him pair up and do this and then the rest of the youth group would vote oh yeah on, on who won it was pretty great what were some other animals they picked uh scorpion i thought that was a really good one yeah i wouldn't um, want to fight a scorpion i wouldn't either mm. i was really close to picking that um Somebody said a gerbil. <laughs> well, that's adorable. Right. Someone said an octopus or an octopi. Okay. And that works, that's... I guess, if there's water nearby. Well, they maybe. can survive out of water for a little bit. For a little bit. Not Have long. a hard time moving around. Yeah. But, uh, that's cute, though. Yeah. I don't remember what else there was. Somebody said a hawk. That's kind of interesting. Okay. A flying animal would be pretty dope. That'd be pretty cool. 
Yeah. All right. Anyway, that was my game. Okay. Give us a vote, please. Somebody. Somebody. Yep. Anybody. All right. One other inconsistency I want to talk about, mm-hmm. and then I guess we can get into that slight argument. Um, I heard about a um, a baby that was born six weeks early. Okay. Um, I mean, the thing went. I mean, that that little girl was tiny. You could fit in the palm of your hand. That kind of thing. And just medical emergency after medical emergency, and the doctors doing whatever they can um, to preserve life and um, treat this baby well. Right. Six weeks before their due date. On the other hand, if that baby were still in the womb and went to term, it would be totally fine to abort that baby. So I have a hard time seeing where where the line is mm-hmm. for the culture saying like, well, if they're this far along or if this far along, and um, I guess we'll get into that with location when we get through the sled argument, right. but um, just a really, I mean, where do you draw the consistency? Does that seven inches from the womb to outside the womb really make that right. difference or not? So anyway. Yeah. It, well, and even some states have it. It's illegal to do a, a second and third trimester abortion. Right. And, some. And I think Indiana just passed a law that said you couldn't if it's after six weeks. That's better I, than most. Which, which is kind of like, well, it may not. Maybe they're trying to do that. I, think, I don't think it's I, passed. Yeah, I don't think it's passed. Cause, most you know, people don't even know they're well, right and i think i think that was their compromise like okay we'll keep abortion legal but nobody finds out until they're you know six or seven weeks pregnant anyways right um but see and that's another thing like these these abortion mills lie oh yeah um do, do you remember the story i told i think it was the second cast when i was out at the abortion mill and um you know witness this guy yeah the guy said so, i wanted to hate i wanted to kill you right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So what they told him was that she was only six weeks pregnant when actually she, then when they went to an actual doctor he said, no, you're 13 weeks. Wow. So they lied to this couple. Wow. They lied to them. It's like, how sick is that? Yeah. Like, the dishonesty is just... It's unbelievable. Yeah, these people, they, they need Jesus. Absolutely. They, Absolutely. they need Jesus. And I think, like, and that's, that's one issue I have with the pro-life movement as a whole, is it's like, okay, let's, um, let's get these women to say that abortion is murder so let's save these babies from being murdered so let's let's make sure that these women don't have blood on their hands and that they're not murderers well one they're not even willing to say that abortion is murder right you know at least not on the woman's part and then two it's like okay so you've you've kept her from you know aborting a child but basically all you've done is prolonged her damnation right because if there's no jesus then there's no hope and so who cares Right. right at the end of the day who cares I mean, I wouldn't say who cares. I still think that's good, valuable it's, work. It's good, but um, it's it's pointless. But it falls short. It's fruitless. It falls short. It, it, it falls short, and it's it's inadequate. Yeah. It's half-cheeked. It yeah. gets you nothing. Right. Well, Nothing. And, and that's the thing. I mean, it's the same thing with humanitarian efforts, um, where I, like, I love the idea of having hospitals in places that need hospitals. Right. And digging wells and, you know, providing clean water. That type of stuff is awesome. Um, and I want to support that. But even more than that, when I'm supporting different ministries, I'm looking for ministries that, that, that provide both a physical need and a spiritual right. need, right? That, that both take care of someone's you know, need, but also circle back and, and preach the gospel to them and take care of their, their soul, because that's ultimate what's, ultimately what's more important. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't want to... I don't want to disparage anybody who's doing um, pro-life work and say like, oh, well, if you're not teaching the, the gospel, you're not doing anything valuable. I think you are. I just think it falls short of where we should be as a culture 
uh, pursuing you know hearts rather than you know just trying to to take care of a physical need I guess in a sense right I, I mean I the graciousness is good <clears throat> and that that may, may tone down my my fire but you're wasting your time if you're not proclaiming Christ right I, I really I really think that and it, it, it's again if it's divorced of Jesus it doesn't ultimately matter it has no eternal significance right but we also can't put ourselves in the place of god um and say that like there's no eternal significance because we don't know what god's going to do with that child's life you know like that's still but here's so here's here's where where i'm falling at though is people who say i don't need to use the bible oh yeah that's okay terrible. that that's like guys what are you doing right all right christ says go into all the world and make disciples Right. Okay, and that's that's a very broad stroke for what you're to do. Right. And if, if if you're not, you know, proclaiming Christ, then what are you doing? If you're not out there and you're not proclaiming, okay, yes, abortion is, is a heinous sin, but that sin is not unforgivable. Like you cannot out sin the grace of Christ. Sure. And so if you're not pointing people to repentance and to Jesus, then again you're prolonging their damnation. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's where I'm at. I mean, I can I could be wrong, I could be corrected, but it, it and that's same thing with humanitarian efforts. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're making it more comfortable till they go to hell. Yeah. No, I absolutely I absolutely agree with you. I just don't want to tell people that what they do is worthless because I don't think it is. I just think it falls woefully woefully short of what Christ has called us to, which is to be proclaimers of the excellencies of Him who has called us out of darkness. And you're right. I mean, if if there's no heart change, there's no hope, right? Mm-hmm. There's just, you know, a prolonged time on earth and then destruction. That's just right. the reality that's, of where, where we are. That, so. to me, is just a waste. Yeah. It's just a waste. So. Um, but, okay. Guys, love Jesus. Yeah. Um, where are we at? Um, let's talk about the, the sled argument. You texted me or called me or something and said, hey, check this thing out. Right. So what what exactly is the sled argument for anti-abortion <laughs> <laughs> so the sled argument it, it's basically so it's an acronym so it stands for size level of develop or yeah level of development environment and dependency and so whenever you're talking to anybody who's pro-choice and they give you an argument about you know why it's okay to murder babies it's probably going to fall into one of those four categories mm-hmm. so one of those things could be you know you've used the phrase clump of cells Right. Okay, so this baby is just a clump of cells. Um, so what they're talking about is the level of development. So a you know an appropriate response would be so what, right? <laughs> right. So what if it's a clump of cells? What does that have to do with any? Another one is to say, well, you're just a clump of cells. Okay. Well, you're not getting anywhere with them. Right. Okay. But but the idea is so what what does development have to do with someone's personhood? Sure. Right. It has nothing to do with it. So Desmond, he is a year and a half. He's not fully developed yet. Right. Is it okay if I or Mary decide to kill him? Right. Well, no. Right? Um, yeah, who's to say what level of development is okay and what level of development isn't? Because I just found out the other day that apparently my brain isn't even fully developed. Right, apparently that doesn't happen until you're 25. And right. I'm like, well, that's discouraging. You know, someday you'll be as old as I am and right. you'll have a fully that's developed mature. brain and be a pedo-baptist. Well, the thing is, you know, I... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was really I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm actually proud of you for oh, that one. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. I'm actually really um, proud of you for that one. So, so that's kind of the idea. And another thing is, so what, what if you have, you know, children who, 
So you've got a thir- two 13-year-old children, right? One of them is more developed than the other. Does that mean that their value is greater? Right. No. So level of development has nothing to do with the conversation. Right. Okay. Another one that people say is, well, dependency. Or, or uh, let's, let's go with environment first. Yeah. Right? So environment, which would be the E. So if it, they, they would say, you know, the, this, this fetus, this clump of cells... Fetus, by the way, I think it's Latin or Greek, which means baby. So right. good for you. So this baby, I can use your terminology. I'll just use it in English. This baby in the womb is dependent on its life to its mother, right? right? So it's dependent on getting the food. It's dependent on you know developing and growing and everything. Yep. So therefore, since it's dependent on the mother, uh, it's okay to kill it, right? Right. Which it's not. But my question is, okay, so what if, you know, you have someone who's on a breathing tube? Right. Um, you know, because they've been in an accident and, you know, they're, they're, they are going to heal, right. right? It is without a shadow of a doubt that they will heal. They just need to be on this breathing tube or this feeding tube while that process takes place. Like, right. it is inevitable that this person will heal. Right. Just because they are dependent on this, this machine to keep them alive doesn't mean that their value is not inherently good. Right. And it doesn't mean that we have the ability to kill this person. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, and I mean, inside the womb, outside the womb, I mean, you can be one, two, three, whatever, be fully dependent on your parents, um, you know, to provide for you, to give you shelter, to give you food, that kind of thing. If you left a a two or three year old out on the street, they're Mm -hmm. not going to make it. They're still dependent on you. By the way, you can list dependents on your taxes until they're 18. (laughs) Right. Like your your kids depend on you. Like what the example that you gave is really good. Like what if you're an older person that can't feed themselves? Mm-hmm. Like what if you just have some kind of physical handicap? There's some level of dependency. Does that mean that you're not as valuable? No, absolutely not. I don't think anybody would say that. But that's right. the argument that that we make and for I, some reason. And I think a, a good question is okay. Uh, well, what if you're in outer space? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. We're we're all dependent on oxygen you know to survive we're all dependent on all the things in the atmosphere to survive does that mean does does going from you know the spaceship to outer space change your value right no it doesn't right i mean i don't think it's wise to just go out of the spaceship if you have that opportunity stay in the spaceship (laughs) um because you'll die but also it's winter time next week you know what the high is is 20 degrees if i stay outside i'm gonna freeze i'm dependent on heat (laughs) right does that mean like I can just be killed because I depend on heat. Hmm. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. So anyway, but that's an argument you'll hear. Um, the other one is, um, well, we talked about environment, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, so the other one was size. The last one was size. That's actually the first one. Um, this one I don't hear a whole lot. I don't hear a whole lot of people saying, like, well, it's just a little thing, so it's not very... But I think that that's more of a like perception that people carry in their mind mm-hmm. more than an argument that they make that, oh, well, it's just the size of a dime, so it's not that big of a deal. It's just this little tiny little embryo, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but size doesn't have anything to do either. You're 6'1", I'm 5'8". You know, like that, that doesn't make me less valuable. If anything, it makes me more valuable because I can crawl into little spaces and fix things. And I can reach the cover that you can't. And you're going to drown first in a flood. You're going to drown first in a oh, flood because you're short, <laughs> dummy. Right. I would lift you up over my shoulders and drown first because I love you thank, that much. Thank you. You get hit by lightning first. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, so so we both have our flaws, right? It has nothing to do with we value. We both have our flaws. <laughs> right? It has, has absolutely nothing to do with, with value, right? Whether you're tall, short, uh, you know, uh, at the size of a dime or the size of a football, you know, like Desmond mm-hmm. was when he was born. It has nothing, mm-hmm. nothing to do with it. So, 
Yeah, um, so that, that's just something to keep, keep in your back pocket um, because people will reference this. So, But just talking, I mean, just talking about it, just, I mean, you hang yourself with these arguments. The, the, more, uh-huh. the more that you try and make it uh-huh. an argument that, like, well, since they're in a womb and they're not out of the womb, that means they're not valuable, the more that you sound ridiculous to yourself. At least in my mind, I can't see right. how people right. logically can think through that. Right. And just uh, quickly, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, um, but biologically, you know, bio- biology agrees with scripture here. Yeah. Okay, so you, you, you can look at the embryo and you can see that this is life. So I, I think what it's called is once a sperm um, fertilizes an egg, it's called a zygote, right? So, and what's interesting about that zygote is it has its own gene, or DNA structure. So its DNA is completely different from the mother's. Mm-hmm. It's completely different from the father's. So you have two... Uh, different sets of DNA, DNA within the mother, and that DNA is that person. So the DNA doesn't change as as I develop. So as I was a zygote, as I was an embryo, I had the exact same DNA structure as I do now. Right, right. Just not as developed. Just as, as I as not as developed. And I think right. uh, like my body, my choice. Right, that's what you hear all the time. Oh yeah, my body, my choice. So what if the fetus, the little baby, is a boy? Okay, so I'm about to get I'm about to get crude here. Okay, so you can ask the woman, your body, your choice. Okay, do you have male anatomy? Well, no. Does the fetus have male anatomy? Yes. Your body? No. Right. No. It's a separate body, separate DNA structure, completely different. Yeah, that's something I hear a lot. Being a libertarian It's like, oh, you're a libertarian, so you're pro-choice because you just want people to leave you alone. It's like. Yeah, I want people to leave me alone, but um, you know the the whole point is that you don't cause harm to anybody else right, or anybody's property. Non-aggression principle. Exactly. Right. Right. So do do what you want with your own body, but the second that that infringes upon the health of somebody else's body is the second that you're you know you're not only violating libertarian standards, you're you're violating biblical standards, right. which has a huge trump. You know, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh-huh. Um, Trump, yeah, hey, uh, fun, 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 fun. Yeah, right. So, <clears throat> so, so that's the idea. Is it's not your body that you're affecting, right? It's somebody else's body, mm-hmm. and that's what abortion is. It's a, it's the taking away of life. It's the murder of somebody else, right? What, what, about, what about this? Um, you don't like abortion? Don't have one. What's wrong with that? You don't um, like abortion? Don't have an abortion. Okay, I won't. Neither should you. <laughs> I mean, right. Where do you get that? Well, I, the the response is, if you don't like slavery, don't own a slave. Right. Okay, so if, if you don't like the Holocaust, don't kill Jews. Right. Okay, that has nothing to do with anything. Right. right. That, and, and in fact, I believe that was the argument of slavery. If you don't like slavery, don't have a slave. Right. Okay, that gets you nowhere. Right. Just because you have a preference um, to do or not do something doesn't make it right. Yeah, and it right. doesn't mean you don't have the responsibility to stand up for the rights of other people that can't stand up for themselves. Right. Right. Which, you know, there's no one who has that more than the unborn. Exactly. Exactly. They're the most dependent on the on the planet. And the fact that you brought up, I mean, slavery, the fact that you brought up, um, you know, the Holocaust, I think that's a really good analogy. David Platt calls abortion the modern Holocaust. Right. Indeed. So we had, what, six million Jews that were killed in the Holocaust? We have 42 million babies killed every year across the globe. 
Wow. Across the globe. Yep. 150,000 in the U.S. Um, every day. It's unbelievable. 115,000. Every day? I think that's what it was. Let me check. Real I thought it was closer to three, but that's still... I mean, three... If it's one, that's, that's not right. Right. But I'm pretty sure it was 100... Yeah, 115,000 abortions every single day. That's um, pretty high. 115,000? Across the globe. Sorry, not the U.S. Okay, okay. Across All the right. globe. Yep, that's what it is. Okay. So, yeah, so 42 million in a year across the globe and 115,000 every day in a year. I mean, every day. That's ridiculous. Right. Across the globe. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, our generation looks back at slavery and it's like, man, that was not good, America. Right. <laughs> that was not good. And, and I know, you know, future generations are going to look back at abortion. Like, what were these people thinking? Yeah. Because abortion is going to end. Yeah. Guys, it's going to end, right? Um, one way or the other. One way or the other, it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to end before Christ's return. Yeah. I don't know about globally, but I think there are definitely areas that it's I, going to. I, I think there are. I, I think that just the way things are moving and shifting. Yeah. I think that... If you're post-mill... <laughs> It's well, all, it's all yeah, and I'm not post I talk like I am a lot. Yeah, but um, I want to be <laughs> exactly. It's so much more fun to be a post mill. Um, just more happy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I'm not. Um, so anyway, so so speaking of ending abortion, what what can the listener do? Well, before we do that, I want to talk about one more argument. Okay, because this is this is one that's really, really, really common on both sides of the aisle. Okay. Okay. So okay, abortion. Let's just say abortion is wrong. What about the case of incest or rape? What then? Is right. it is it okay to abort? No. Right. No. Why? Two two wrongs don't make a right. Okay. Um, the the fact that we are created in God's image, that we're not subverting His authority and sovereignty, and that we are not disobeying His command to not murder um, and stamp out an image bearer, trumps any wrongdoing that's done to you. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say because abortion is murder, and you wouldn't say that like. Well, you know, someone, let's just say that someone murdered me, right? You're not going to go to your neighbor and murder them just because somebody did you a wrong, right? That's essentially what, what it is. Somebody harms you and you turn around and you take the life of an innocent person. Who had nothing to do with it. Right. Exactly. Right. So that, that's, that's where we're getting at here. Just because something wrong happened to you and, man, that, like, that breaks my heart. Like, I, I feel for those people. I even feel for people that have made mistakes, that they've just gone too far mm-hmm. and ended up being pregnant and they just don't feel like they're ready for it and it's a huge, you know, struggle to make that decision. Like, I, I empathize with that, but turning around and taking the life of somebody else is not the answer to that. Right. Yeah, I mean, when someone brings that up, I, I think, I, f- I forget who I heard this from, but the, the question that they asked after they were asked, you know, what about the case of incest or rape? Um, this person said... So you're against abortion just in the cases, just not in the case of incest or rape. And this person right. said, well, no, I'm, oh, I'm for abortion. It's like, okay, well, then your question doesn't really matter because you're for abortion regardless. Right. Um, but even, even if you're not, and there are pro-life people who say that I'm against abortion unless it's incest or rape, which is a huge cop-out. Right. Because what, what is rape? Rape is one person forcing themselves on another person and violating that person. Right. And that is the exact same thing that happens in abortion. Yeah. One person exactly. forcing themselves on another person to violate their body, right. violate their personhood. That's exactly right. So 
it, it, two wrongs don't make a right. And I think there's a, I think it's an Isaiah, you know, that the, the children teeth will not be harmed based on the father eating sour grapes or something along those I lines. Have no idea what you're talking about. The, it's something <laughs> along those lines. But, but the point is that, that children are not punished based on their parents' sin. Right. Exactly. Right. And so parents sin in this case being the rapist. Right. Okay. Um, that being said, I, I think what you said is, yeah, we need the church needs to be there for women. Exactly. I think the church needs to step up. Absolutely. And and just be there. Right. And it, it needs to have a presence, and it needs to be audible, um, so that these women know that right. you know if if they were raped, that they're going to be helped. Right. They're going to be cared for. They're going to be loved on. Absolutely. They're going to be taken care of. I and, feel like the biggest problem, almost one of the biggest problems, is that women feel like they don't have any other option. Mm-hmm. And that's because I don't think the church has stepped up. Um, but I also, I mean, I want to rebuke anyone who's ever made that argument before because you're missing the point of what abortion is. You're missing the point that it that it is a murder. Um, and that's that's unacceptable for anyone who's, who's naming the... The name of Christ, but also keep in mind if you pass legislation like that, you're not going to see a decrease in abortion. You're going to see an increase in rapes because people are going to realize this is the only way that I'm going to get my abortion is to not only make a mistake and um, you know go into an abortion mill. Now I'm going to have to actually lie about mm-hmm. what I did wow. yeah. and say that hey, this wow. was a rape. Can you take care of me? So you're not going to see a decrease in abortions. You're going to see an increase in rape cases. Right. So Un- unlawful. Right. Rape, rape cases, which, by the way, I think rapists should be uh, castrated or killed. I think uh, I really do. Yeah, I, I really do. Like that's just it's not a good thing. Yeah, maybe we can have an episode on the death penalty or something. Well, at some point, the answer is yes and no, according because I'm I'm all for it, just not with how it's done in the United States. Sure. So it's just because it's too expensive. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's just I mean, I think you have a lot of innocent people <clears throat> being killed, actually. Absolutely. And too. a lot of guilty people being let off. Hmm. But that's another conversation, that's another for, conversation another time. for another time. Yep. Uh, so you asked, what was your question? Yeah, what can people do to get involved? Uh, first of all, pray. Absolutely. Okay, that is always the first thing. And when people hear pray, you roll your eyes because you're you're an action people. You know, We're action people. We want to do something. And that's good. Uh, the best thing that you can do is go and you know, plead with a person who literally can't do something. Right. Right. That is our sovereign Lord. Prayer. So, prayer prayer. is our statement of dependence upon Christ. Right. And prayerlessness is our statement of independence towards Christ. Right. So Christ is the one who's going to change hearts and who's going to, you know, bring change to, to the abortion culture that we have, the murder culture that we have. Um, so put yourself in a position of dependence before him. Right. Um, the second thing that you can do um, is go to endabortionnow.com. Yeah. They have a lot of good resources, um, not just information, but you can also donate to them. And by the way, we get nothing from this, obviously. You know, we're a tiny Joe Schmo podcast. <laughs> Nobody knows who we Nobody are. Nobody knows who we <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. Um, we'll, we'll point you to the big dogs. Right. But go to endabortionnow.com. Um, there you can donate, you can watch videos, you, this is what's really cool about this is they have, um, this, it's a drop down menu. I forget what, where, where you go, you search for it, you'll find it, but they have where you can basically put your zip code and your email. And what they will do is once you send that, they will send an email from your email to your representatives, your state representatives saying, mm-hmm. I want you to end abortion now. And it's, you know, it's a really good uh, well 
vocabulary, a good word and <laughs> well, letter. It's a well vocabulary um, letter. So people like me who can't speak good, it's it's great. Goodly. So and, and I've I've used it. And I've actually gotten responses from um, our legislators and their pro-choice. I'm like, well, we appreciate your opinion and blah blah blah. So I just keep sending it, spamming them. Um, That's good. Maybe. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is like they're thinking about it at least. So there's that that I think is really good. Um, but also what, what they do is they provide training for local churches um, and how you are to engage, you know, abortion mills and, and engage pro-choicers. Mm. And their videos are incredible. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you can imagine just like these fire and brimstone street preachers. But that's not that's not them. Like they, they will call you to repentance. Um, Jeff Durbin, the pastor of Apologia, he, he, he does he's the one who started this him and his team and his videos I, they're inspiring to me mm-hmm. and I, I look at him and I can say he's a hero of mine mm-hmm. just watching how he um, graciously talks to these people and it's not like softball stuff either mm-hmm. like he'll, you guys need to repent you're in sin but the way that he does it is you can tell that he wants them to be saved he's not mm-hmm. just trying to win an argument he wants them to be saved and so for someone like me who is a little bit hot-headed sometimes, it's like, okay, witnessing and watching how that's done is good for me because then I can emulate him. It's kind of like Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And so, you know, without sounding weird, I can imitate people like Jeff Durbin as they imitate Christ. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think a lot of people can. So what they've done is they, they've provided all these resources and they partner with all these local churches. So it's very much a grassroots movement. Right. Um, it's not like a top-down thing. It's, hey, we're going to give you guys the resources, and you're going to go out and do it. Right. So exactly. go, go do it. And, and they've had over like 250 churches partnered with them just in you know last nine months yeah. when they started. And I mm-hmm. think their goal is to get another 250 and just more and more and more. And so through this, I think you know thousands of babies have been saved. Absolutely. It's, and it's, it's incredible. Yeah. So you can do that. That's, uh, that's one. Also, just educate yourself yeah. on the issues. So I got two books for you to read. Right. One is called Tactics by Greg Kobel, and this is not so much on abortion as it is just how to have an intelligent conversation and be able to talk to people intelligently, even if you know, you're know you a dummy like me. Right. So it's a very freeing book when it comes to apologetics. So that's, that's more of you know the how-to. And then there's another book called Pro-Life Answers to Pro-Choice Arguments by Randy Alcorn. And this book is not the kind of book that you would sit and read cover to cover. What it is is he catalogs all the basic arguments of pro-choice, mm-hmm. and then he responds to them. So it's kind of catechetical right. in a sense. Right. So it's really, really good. So you can kind of see, okay, what, what are the arguments that are being made with the people I talk to most? Um, and if you're struggling with coming up with answers to them, then go to this book, and this, this book will, will help you out a lot. Yeah. So, so there's that. Anything that you would point people to? Um, I would just say... Um, learn about the legislation that's being passed and be involved with it. Um, I don't think ultimately this is a political issue, but mm-hmm. it is kind of like that is a very good means of, of it's foolish being to involved, ignore it, but, being involved right. in this. Um, there's been a lot of legislation that's passed so that if abortion is overturned in the United States, it's still going to be legal based on incrementalist laws that have been passed. <clears throat> so, um, for instance, we might. Like we have legislation on the books right now that says abortion is legal in this state, um, except it can't be prosecuted, right? right? Which 
I don't right, know what that does for anybody, right? right? So, so be, be involved with that type of thing, too, and, and don't ignore the, the political realm of it as well. Um, I don't have any other resources other than, like what you were saying, Apology Radio is doing a lot of good stuff and, and Abortion Now. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good resources there. Uh, but the last thing I would say is just proclaim. I mean, proclaim the gospel. Proclaim the sanctity of human life. Um, look for opportunities to have conversations with your neighbors and people. Um, and don't be afraid to go down to an abortion mill and proclaim the gospel. I mean, it's um, it's a scary thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, be aware of, like, city codes and things as well before you do that, where you can stand, where you can't stand, you know, that type of thing. Um, be prepared for that, but, but don't shy away from it. I would really encourage you guys to be involved um, with your local church. Go down there and do something like that. So Right. And here is my final thought, unless you provoke more. Uh-uh. Um, when we talk about abortion, especially in our churches, we need to understand that our churches are full of sinners. Absolutely. So when you read the book of Genesis, there's a lot of disgusting things that happen in the book of Genesis. Uh-huh. And our church is full of people like that. Um, we would be some of them. So when we talk about abortion passions run high and I I get that Mm -hmm. but we also have to be proclaiming the gospel of forgiveness absolutely and the gospel of grace so that when you have a man and a woman who fornicate and it results in the pregnancy of a child these people need to know that yeah that's sin but they also need to know that I can come and I can confess that sin right and that I, I I worship a Jesus who forgives sin absolutely and you because you, you just have these cases where it's easier for the women to keep it hidden and just have an abortion mm. and, and live in silence. Yeah. And last year, maybe it was earlier this summer, there was a, a high school girl. She was like the best in her class. And um, she ended up having sex and getting pregnant. At that Christian school? At that Christian yeah, school. Yeah. And so she sent a note to the facility saying, look, this is what I've done. I... Um, incredibly repentant and she was you know she this was co-written by her pastor and things like this um and they kicked her out of the school right and they said you're not walking so she could still do the work but she had to do it from home she wasn't allowed to um walk her graduation and it's like guys what kind of message is that sending Mm -hmm. you know really what you should say is okay yeah this is this is sin and knowing that you're a repentant sinner we're going to walk through this with you. We're going to throw a baby shower for you. And we're going to be all over this guy to be like, you're not abandoning her. Mm-hmm. Like, you may not have to get married, but you are not abandoning her. You are not abandoning this child. Mm. Um, and we're we're wrapping up here, but guys, you're not innocent in, in the abortion thing. No. You, you step up. Be you, a leader. Don't allow things to go too far in the first place. Don't pressure your woman. And for those of you who have already made those mistakes, it is not too late for you to be a man. It is not. I mean, it's not. It, it is not. And you are not lesser of a man asking for help. Mm-mm. I don't know where I would be without my church mm-hmm. when it comes to my child and it comes to my marriage. Because I, I couldn't do it. But my church was there to help me. So men step up. More importantly, churches step up. Yeah. Okay. Um... That's all I got. I mean, I'm getting getting kind of emotional here. Yeah. Well, we're going to end on that happy note. Um, well, here, let's end on this. All right. So there there are abortion mills in our city, in Indiana, and I'm sure there are um, abortion mills wherever you guys are listening. Um, get involved. Go to them and proclaim the gospel. Absolutely. You know, plead, plead for the lives 
of these these women's children. Okay, do it. Pray for us. Pray for apologia. Pray for all those involved in an abortion. Now, um, we serve King Jesus, who um, who can't conquer this. Mm. Okay, who can't conquer this? Absolutely. So, well, uh, every I'm gonna go home and uh, watch the Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Rotoni Bowl. What? It's a real football thing, man. Dude. It's a bowl. <laughs> the Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. That's not a thing. I think it's, you're making that up. It's a real thing. You're making it up. I've been waiting for it for six months. <laughs> I think you've just been waiting to say that on the podcast. Dude, it's the Cherubundi Tart Stop. Cherry Boca oh Raton my gosh. Bowl. Guys, until next time, every Joe Smoke Dear sister, I hear the place you at I know it ain't nothing easy about going through that There's a baby in your womb, but you wasn't trying to do that You take it out back if you knew that But you ain't have a clue that That time with your boyfriend that late night When you thought you was making love that you would make life And I was feeling unfair, made it ain't like you ain't got a life Shoot the time, it really ain't right Can't quite tell you that I understand your pain But I know you shouldn't feel the scariest and the shame And I know that baby in your stomach ain't gain He's got a heart He's back to grow a little brain He's depending on his mama God already knows his name You made in God's image And that baby is the same Give him life So your heart aches hard, feeling trapped Like prisoners behind those bars Their hands been dealt, but you don't wanna take those cars Home and step, and think about the choice That baby in her womb, she ain't really got a voice So she really needs her daddy to love her and rejoice She's a blessing from the Lord, she don't need to be destroyed Don't abandon her mama, love her and support her She's in pain now too, she needs someone there for her But don't let her hurt your baby girl alive in the womb Cause homie, you'll be looking in her eyes pretty soon Hey, don't get me wrong Look, I agree that we should give women race That goes for unborn women too Give them life You who wish you would've gave that baby birth But it's too late now Cause your child ain't around I know it hurts to your core That guilt is weighing you down But I've got good news And some healing for your hurts Christ Jesus came He descended to the earth But he ain't come for good people Or even the just He came into the world Just for sinners like us So yeah, he's really grieved When we take our baby's life Cause he made them, but he came to save us from our plate He came shining light that he could save us from our night Erases all the shame, homie, he can make us right Confess it and believe in the one who paid your cost He died in your place, there's forgiveness at the cross He can give us life life inside Living, moving, breathing, so let hope arise